Welcome to Superfans into the Multiverse. I'm Jacob. This is Nick. We have a bit of a different show for you today. We are trying some new stuff. We've got a new segment. Also, our news segment is a little bit longer because we had over 100 news stories this week. Uh, so we na- narrowed it down to 14, and we're just going to go right off the bat. So uh, I'm going to start. Suicide Squad trailer released, and we know that King Shark is being played by Sylvester Stallone, which is awesome. Also, Jerry Ost- uh, uh, John Ostrander appears in the trailer, one of the original creators of Suicide Squad. What do you think about that, Nick? That's pretty cool Like that they got him in there. I didn't notice it personally when I watched it, but I know you've watched the trailer a couple times, so that's really cool. Yeah, I've watched it currently at six or seven. Uh, seven times <laughs> i'm very hyped for this movie i all the things james gunn has said about it he uh came out a while ago saying that wb did not interfere whatsoever they barely like gave any notes on it and if they did he would look at them and then maybe consider them or not like it was very very like do whatever you want we don't care have fun and it's r-rated fun with james gunn that's all i want um so yeah that's what we think about suicide squad um uh, Nice. Uh, okay, I'll I'll take one off my list here. Um, Michael Keaton hasn't sealed the deal to return for the Flash film. He has a lot of projects on his plate and is worried about COVID. And I mean, like, I don't blame him, obviously. That makes a lot of sense. That's a really good reason. But I really want to see him in this movie. Yeah, it would be sweet. And if for people who don't know, the new Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint into like the multiverse type thing. And they're going to bring back Batman 89, who is Michael Keaton. And that would be awesome. Um, not at all like the original Flashpoint story. The Flashpoint story had to do with time travel. And it involved uh, having like a different DC universe. What if Superman wasn't around type deal? Um, and what if Bruce Wayne died instead of, you know, uh, his parents? what would happen type deal. So now with this thing, it's adding two Batmans in the mix. Ben Affleck has been confirmed to be in the movie and now Michael Keaton's putting some, like he's questioning it. Um, so hopefully we see that, you know? Uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. a really cool movie. Would they put the reverse flash in that movie, do you think? I'm guessing they did cast somebody. It was on our list and he kind of has the same like body type as Ezra Miller, like the same look to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe that's reverse flash. And if they do flashpoint without reverse flash, I think that's kind of, you know. Yeah, he's a huge part of that story. I, he's like a really big part. So I think they kind of have to. Um, I wonder if they're going to like maybe actually show the Flash's origin because they kind of just dropped in. Into <laughs> Skipped Jones. over it. Yeah. And he's like, need to get faster. He's already able to run past the speed of light, which is still really cool. But like, like usually flash, it takes him a little while to get like, like he has to train to get faster and faster until he can hit that time travel speed faster than light. Mm-hmm. So and clearly he already knows about time travel. It's just one rule not to yeah, do that. Not to do that in the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League. So yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll definitely see. So now I got some news here. Uh, there was a comic book that came out last month called Berserker, and it was written by Matt Kint. I'm hope I'm saying that right. Is like K I N D so it's it's a little bit of a tongue twister there don't yeah. know how to say it um and it was also written by keanu reeves i forget who the artist is off the top of my head i love the comic book i thought it was awesome basically it's john wick with superpowers so keanu reeves is in the comic book um so they announced that he is going to 
make a movie with Netflix about this comic book. So there's only one issue out right now. We don't know the whole story. It seemed pretty cool. And they're also giving it a sequel anime series on Netflix. I think wow. that's pretty insane. Like it's a lot for one thing. Um, and the other thing I don't quite get is that Keanu Reeves, he's like a really active guy. Like he's, you've seen him in the John Wick films, you know that he's like very active and stuff like that. But in the comic book, he is like built like a berserker, like the actual yeah. name. Like he's like, he's huge. He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, freaking Dwayne the Rock Johnson, big, <laughs> and <laughs> like punching jaws off and like banking a puddle out of some guy's head with his bare fists with like one hit. It's like really crazy shit. Um, I, I didn't actually get into what the story is about. It's about uh, an 80,000 year old immortal warrior with perfect memory that speaks a ton of different languages hiding out in the USA. And they're trying to help find a way to kill him because he wants to die. Not necessarily like kill himself, but like he wants to be able to die. So if they find a way to cure him and then he like lives the rest of his, I don't know, life out. However, um, that would be cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, what do you think about that, Nick? That's really cool. Like, it's pretty amazing that something that has been around for like such a short time has already plans for a live action movie and an animated series. Like normally that takes like years of development and like stories to come out. Well, the thing is we got somebody in Hollywood like Keanu Reeves working on the comic book. I bet he had like a whole plan to begin with. Uh, we actually have another comic book that's coming out from Oscar Isaac called head wounds i'm starting to notice a lot of a pattern here that uh actors are jumping on the comic book space and trying different things i'm telling you that's probably gonna we're gonna hear in the next couple i don't know months that there's gonna be a head wounds tv show or movie or something uh i think that involvement with a comic book it's bound to come to live action in some way uh so yeah that's mm -hmm. that's your thoughts on berserker <laughs> that's yeah so i'm excited for that that'll be cool that's that's awesome Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, this one's a pretty small one, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It's Vin Diesel's son is set to play young Dom in Fast and the Furious 9. I'm personally a pretty big fan of the Fast and the Furious like, series, and I know some of the movies lately have kind of gotten a little ridiculous with logic and stuff, but I mean, that's pretty cool <laughs> to see his kid in the movie. Yeah, it, I got to say, I don't even know what his kid looks like, so I hope <laughs> like it... Uh... It, like there's somehow there's a resemblance where you're like oh yeah it's totally young dom um because we had young dom in the original um fast and furious movie which wasn't as ridiculous as the rest they pretty much if you ask me like the fast and furious movies for me is like a gi joe film hands yeah. down just with cars <laughs> you know like crazy characters that are just in like superheroes essentially but they just wear normal clothes and Normal stuff. skyscrapers <laughs> yeah like and it's all about family you know i'm all for those movies this i i gotta say i was a little hesitant with the trailer of fast nine i gotta say them um jumping with a car off a cliff oh with that um island with a rope or something yeah i was I like what on earth <laughs> and also john cena being dom's brother i'm just it's so I'm out like, of pocket what? like where did he come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah like john cena doesn't i'm pretty sure you like they don't even look remotely alike at all like the sister no. looks more like Dom, <laughs> dom's sister than john cena it's just like father or something or same mother i don't know um like half brother it's gotta be there's no way it's like was like, he the older or the younger brother don't know they didn't really explain it in the trailer so i hope they get into that and they fully explain it because john cena he's a pretty good actor 
pretty psyched to see him in Suicide Squad, you know, with mm-hmm. his, his little comment here in the in the trailer, he's going to eat like a beach full of dicks. Yeah, um, that was funny. I was <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just all that good James Gunn humor. I can't wait for it. So, yeah, same for Fast Night. Cannot wait to see that movie. See how it turns out. I love Fast 8. I thought that movie was awesome. How they got Jason Statham on their side. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Black Adam, the DC movie that's coming out yes. in a little while. I think like 2022, maybe maybe even 2023. I'm not totally sure. Um, but it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he released the first page of the script, which had a quote from the song Man in Black by Johnny, Johnny Cash, uh, which is an awesome song. Uh, I'll read the quote out. I know it's going to sound really cringy, just me just reading a song lyric, but, you know. You want to hear what it is. Here it is. Uh, Well, I'd love to wear a rainbow every day and tell the world everything's okay, but I'll try to carry a little darkness on my back till things are brighter. I'm the man in black. Which, if you know Black Adam, he has a black suit. He's an anti-hero. And, um, well, he wasn't originally an anti-hero. They kind of made him into one. And I I do think Dwayne The Rock Rock Johnson is a good pick for him. Um, But the way I see him, is very different from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've never seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson play a good bad guy. He was a bad guy in the Doom film. And like, okay, he was a bad guy in Get Smart too, but that was more like comedic. I didn't, you know, like it's a fluff film. Like you don't really care if he's a bad guy or not. He's not like super good. Like he's like Will Smith. You can never see him play a bad guy. Um, so mm-hmm. this anti-hero thing is going to be interesting. I think they're going to play it off well. Um, and it's going to be with the JSA. So they also cast Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. And if you don't know who Dr. Fate is, that's basically Dr. Strange of the DC universe. I don't know which one came first, to be honest. I think, it I might think be Dr. Strange. Fate came first. You think? Okay. I'm not totally sure, but, uh, yeah, they're like both like the master of the mystical arts type thing. Um, yeah. So what do you think about that, Nick? Do you think those are good castings for that movie? Um, I-, I think so. I mean, like, like he doesn't have to work out for the film which is awesome probably for him or i guess he could work out more but yeah i don't know he's already fit enough to like fit the role and like he seems like excited to play this character it's been in development for a while so i'm sure he he wants to get started on it it's like man of steel like (laughs) like it's been so long um so yeah we hope that movie turns out well it's gonna have the jsa like i said with and they already cast like a couple other members like noah centino uh he's really big with is he um, playing Adam Smasher? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, Adam Smasher. He, I think that's a good pick for him. Get him into the superhero. He's supposed to play He-Man at some point on Netflix, but I don't know when the hell that's coming out. Heard about it, saw him with blonde hair, thought it looked a little weird, but I'm like, I'm not here to judge until the movie actually comes out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, that's... Uh, any more thoughts on that, or are you good to go? Uh, I think I'm going to move on, because that's... Yeah, like... We'll probably have to talk about more that more when it comes out. Uh, there's more out for it. But um, I think I'm going to go with another small one here. Uh, Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds got its release date on August 13th. I have been so excited for this movie. Oh, it looks great. I love um, video game movies that aren't essentially based off video games. It's kind of like, it's not like what we're going to talk about in a little later, but like it's like a video game universe just based on like just MMO. Like it's not like, based on an actual mmo it's just like mmo type shit so i think it's gonna be interesting i like the trailer a lot what do you think nick i mean i already know i'm gonna like it like i love ryan reynolds and he's so funny and like the whole plot of the movie just 
<laughs> it's just gonna be so good. Like I could just tell. And he seems yeah. excited, obviously, oh, for yeah. it to come out finally. Cause he I saw that thing about the whole release dates. He was he was pretty <laughs> upset about that. <laughs> uh I I'm I'm happy for the reunion with Taika Waititi from Green Lantern. You know, like I actually really yeah. hated that movie um, <laughs> as a kid. Like my parents spared me. It was the only superhero movie I never went to in a theater for. Um, and uh, yeah, I ended up actually watching it at Nick's house and being like, this looks like a video game. And at the time <laughs> I was watching, uh, at, at the time I was reading Green Lantern, the run that was on at the time, and I was absolutely in love with it. So when I saw the film, I was like, this is absolute garbage. And I don't even think we got through the whole thing. I t- made you turn it off or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it was it. just... Uh, even uh, Ryan, it's the funny thing is, is even Ryan Reynolds can joke about it, which makes yeah. it it makes it funny. Yeah, he recently watched it again because of the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. That was a point on one of our lists. We weren't going to talk about it, but I'm bringing it up anyway. And he said that it wasn't that bad. I'm like, probably in like hindsight, you watch it again, you're like, ah. Eh. But like it's when a, it's I was like a kid, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, it was a little hyped up in my mind because I was reading Green Lantern at the time. So then when I watched it, I was like, this is a total letdown. But I bet if I give it another shot, maybe I'll get into it because I do kind of like crappy B movies every once in a while. And I know that's not supposed to be a crappy B movie, but if I look at it that way, maybe, maybe I'll maybe like it'll it be more. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I think we're going to move on to the next point. Uh, I got a little movie news here. Uh, ben Affleck and Ana de Armas is going to be in a movie called Deepwater. Has been delayed till Jan- for January 14th, 2022. The film follows a husband who allows his wife to have affairs to avoid a divorce, becomes the suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. So I'm all the way for anything like Gone Girl. And this sounds like Gone Girl. I know Nick hasn't seen Gone Girl yet. I have to show it to him. I showed it to two of our other buddies. And then, of course, they ruined the movie for Nick, <laughs> which I was like, what the fuck man like that ruins the whole movie like there's like this specific part i'm not gonna say it because if you haven't seen gone girl go watch it that movie is fucking awesome i like love it to death it's crazy so uh this sounds like gone girl i want it to happen what do you think nick i know you have you probably don't have a huge opinion opinion on it but you know just get your thoughts out. i mean anything with ben affleck like i'm down for like his like after seeing him as batman in the good justice league i'm like I was always a fan, but now I'm like, I'll watch what you're in because you're seem like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's what's your next one? Uh oh, Oscar Isaac starts training for Moon Knight. That's oh huge. Don't even, don't even get me started on this topic, man. I'm gonna talk for like hours about Moon Knight. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite Marvel characters. I saw that video and I was like, they're gonna let him stab people. They're gonna let yeah, him. Sh- I was like, I'm like, this might be PG 13 or 14A, but they're gonna let him kill some people, you know? Like, that's what Moon Knight's all about murder. He doesn't care if you're like just like having a bad day and you're like, I don't know, <laughs> low level crook. This pl- low level crook, he kills you like, no problem. <laughs> you know what he does to high level crooks? He rips their faces off, you know, like that. He's, he's only done that once, but still, that's pretty pretty graphic shit so when they told me that it was gonna be pg-13 or 14a i was really disappointed because that's not that's not my moon night but you know what I, I thought about it for a while and i said they did winter soldier justice they can do moon night justice you know mm. yeah like they could do like pg-13 violence and not show blood i'm fine with that you know i'd always pick an r-rated moon night over a 14a moon night but if i'm getting a 14a moon night i'm fine 
I'm fine with it. I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, that that video was insane. That what do you think? Like he's he's like really the moves the he was in. doing. I was like, holy crap! Like yeah, like a spin kick and shit. I was like, oh my god! Like holy crap! Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super excited for that. That's gonna be. Oh. He's gonna do a great job. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, okay, so now. I got something. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this one because I got interested in it and I started reading the comic book that they're basing it on. So Carrie Fukunaga, oh, it's supposed to be Carrie Joji Fukunaga. I didn't put his full name in there. Uh, to direct adaptation of Rick Mermander and Sean Gordon Murphy's Tokyo Ghost for Legendary, which is also being written by Rick Mermander, like the original writer. So this comic book, I was like, I heard of it. I thought it was cool. I looked it up on this app called Hoopla. It's a great app. If you have a library card, get it. You can read a shit ton of comic books for free, including Berserker. Berserker's on there. Um, so I started reading this comic book and I had like no idea what it was about going in. Um, just decided to give it a shot. And it's a really cool comic book. It's all about addiction. It's in like a cyberpunk dystopian future um, where basically every, like there's these people called um, net runners and they basically are super addicted to the internet so this guy, he's like a cop, but he's extremely like addicted to the internet. He rides a motorbike. He's constantly watching stuff while he's doing other stuff. He's got a girlfriend that's got no enhancements because everybody in this feature has enhancements. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, it's very graphic. Like it's got a lot of nudity and like hypersexualized stuff in it. So I wonder how that's going to transfer to the movie because the level of stuff in the comic book, I was surprised. And I read Saga. If you haven't heard of Saga, that book is extremely sexual. And I thought this book was like topping. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a great thing. Like Nick, I know you know nothing about this, but what's it, what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you know who Carrie Juji Fukunawa is? I personally do not, but I will trust your opinion and I will most likely watch it with you <laughs> when yeah. it comes out. Okay. I'll give you some reference. I only showed you a couple episodes, but he's the guy that made true detective. Oh, wow. Okay. Then yeah, that's yeah. gotta be yeah. pretty good. Then. And, he, and I'm dying to see his new James Bond movie. No time to die. I wonder when that thing's going to release. It's been put off. Oh, for like, right. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. He, he made that one. So I'm really hoping it comes out and it's successful, but due to our uh, situation at the time probably not for a while uh they tried ch chipping it off to netflix for like a, i don't know like 60 million dollars netflix was like fuck no we're not taking that we don't <laughs> think that's gonna make that much money uh, i remember when that happened i felt really bad i'm like gotta put some faith in james bond man he's like he's awesome but whatever uh so let's move on to the next one okay um let's see the hawkeye spinoff series about uh echo is in development so that's pretty cool Oh, yeah. I haven't read Bendis' run of Daredevil. I know that's probably like blasphemy for some people, but I, I've read a lot of Daredevil runs. I like a lot of them. I didn't read Bendis. That's when she was uh, introduced. I do understand her character. I looked her up. She seems really cool. She's deaf, but she's like a this type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so they're apparently, I heard a while back that this was rumored they were going to cast an actual deaf person in the role, which is pretty sweet. Get, getting representation out there for uh, uh, hearing impaired people. That's awesome that they're going that way. And uh, yeah, it's better than somebody faking it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally don't know a ton about this character, but like, I always love smaller characters. So to hear that they're like yeah, making yeah. a show for someone like a character like this, that's really cool. 
it's hard to believe, but nobody knew who the fuck Iron Man was before the movie came out. Like he was such yeah. a like he was a low end character. Like nobody really cared, and they just picked him. To, and now he's like the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> like yeah. everybody knows him. Everybody's buying his comic book. Everybody's buying his toys. All that shit. Um, so yeah, let's hope maybe Echo becomes another mainstay in the MCU. Okay, mm, so exactly. So this is a big one. It's a couple stories together because there was an interview with, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm really sorry. Uh, Joe Manganiello. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it's a little tough one. Uh, he compared Ben Affleck's Batman versus Deathstroke movie to David Fincher's The Game, which I haven't personally watched. I love David Fincher. I haven't been able to find the game. Like I tried looking for it on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff. And like each time I found it on Amazon, it just didn't seem like a good price for it. Didn't know what was going on. Tried looking at stores and stuff. I haven't been able to watch it, but I've always been interested. So that would be cool. Um, Deathstroke going against Batman. They teased that at the end of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I think that would have been sick. Probably will never happen. So that's why he's talking about it so much. Uh, He also reveals that Batman versus Deathstroke movie would have included this badass Batgirl debut. I want Batgirl. They're making a Batgirl movie or TV show or something. DC's hinted at it. They showed a picture of it. They're doing it. Originally had Joss Whedon tied to it. Luckily, he isn't anymore. Uh, (laughs) The dude started Avengers and he did a good job, but I don't know. Steve's kind of like a dick. He also made Firefly. That was awesome. But yeah, again, all the things we've heard about him, he doesn't sound too great. So hopefully they move on and find somebody else to take on the reins, maybe a female director. Who knows? Um, yeah, and then he tells us why Deathstroke is Bruce Wayne's secret needs Bruce Wayne's secret identity in Justice League alternate scene. So basically, Slade lost his son, and he blames Batman for it. Batman had a hand in it, and Luther summons him to his yacht and gives him the key piece of information that Batman's secret identity is Bruce Wayne. So now he's setting loose this unstoppable force on Gotham City and in Bruce Wayne. So yeah, a little I said Bruce Wayne a lot there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just the way the quote went. Um, but yeah, that sounded like it would have been an awesome movie. And, you know, if Batgirl came around and we maybe got to see who Dick Grayson was, we put, we put a post on Twitter asking people who, uh, they wanted to cast Dick Grayson. I don't know. Um, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. Um, uh, yeah, but like, it would be awesome to see Dick Grayson back and, uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, yeah like even like at all that would have been sick so what do you think nick like uh, i mean i i wanted this like the second after we finished watching justice league like (laughs) seeing like batman and deathstroke like they're two awesome characters like it has it would have had the potential to have the fight scenes comparable to like captain america the winter soldier like those kind of like hand-to-hand combat like just really really cool scenes but it's sad that we might we probably won't get it but to think about it, it would be pretty cool. And the stuff he's saying, like, it sounds like it would be a hit. Yeah, like, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, I always want more Batfleck. We've heard that the Flash movie might be Batfleck's last movie. They would have him, like, tie up his story there. Uh, I'm hoping they don't because there is enough support from fans that we get more. But I don't know. WB is kind of a dickhead, if you ask me. <laughs> they got me all hyped up for godzilla versus kong and they took that away from me it's not coming to crave it's only going to be in theaters in canada you know what why do you canada over so much why do you want to fuck canada over what do we do we're right next to you we have like the same society (laughs) there's nothing different here okay our money's a little a little weird (laughs) a little weird but it's still good like 
and we don't even have theaters open right now like how are you gonna make profit off of that i don't know it's pissing me off like a lot so yeah oh on top of that if you guys saw that tweet probably not because we don't have a big following but you know just putting it out there we were gonna do an in-depth review of godzilla versus kong because supposedly it was supposed to uh launch march 25th in canada but it probably didn't because you know whatever um so (laughs) we're gonna be doing review on invincible um nick hasn't watched all of that yet but we'll get into that probably tomorrow or sunday so yeah okay back to news stories just oh, a little yeah. psa thing uh what were we talking about okay <laughs> i think i'll i'll move us on here um let's go with like black widow has been delayed till july 9th and it'll release in theaters and on disney plus which for me like i'm happy it's on disney plus i was a little worried that they were just gonna go only theaters which i understand why but like i don't know they waited a really long time to to do that they really wanted a big theater release but like that's not happening anytime soon um like i think they're saying at least in canada by like september they think everybody should be vaccinated relatively but uh i don't like i had a mom in in the (laughs) vaccinating people and all that stuff she goes to the COVID site all the time uh, she's a nurse and it sounds like a little bit of a shit show <laughs> but we'll see you know i'm not shitting on anything it's just crazy amount of people coming in not enough nurses getting different people that do not know how to poke needles that type of thing um so hopefully by september we're all ready and we can go back to theaters but i doubt it so uh yeah i think this is going to be a great movie and i'm glad mm-hmm. they brought it to disney plus i think that it's about time because they pushed it off for so long i just same thing for No Time to Die. They need to release that movie. I don't care how they do it. Get it on a streaming service. Put it on VOD. People will watch it. I know for a fact we're not doing anything. Just watch James Bond. Just watch Black Widow. Get all that out of the way. It's going on premier access, though. So it's like 30 bucks. But that's like, if you got a whole family, that's not that bad. Yeah. You know? It and makes you sense get it, that way. Yeah. And then you get it forever until it like fully releases for free on Disney+, Plus, which I found out because I got Raya and the Last Dragon. And now I forever have that. $30. (laughs) That movie was awesome too. Great Disney movie. Um, Yeah. So that's my thoughts on it. Nice. Okay. What's your next point? Okay. PlayStation hit Ghost of Tsushima is getting an action movie with John Wick director Chad Stahelski. Sorry if I said that wrong. We just put your names on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good with names ever. So really sorry about that, guys. I love John Wick films. I love them, especially the first. That's my favorite one. I I love two and three, but the first one I've watched, it's like my Die Hard. If you guys know about Die Hard, that movie, people would watch that over and over again. I watched John Wick over and over again. I've watched that movie 20 plus times since it came out. Um, Love it. Just absolutely love it. So I have total trust in this director. I also love Ghost of Tsushima. It's one one of the only games I've ever platinumed because I get very like, I don't know, I'm not like a full, like complete everything type of guy. Um, I love Ghost of Tsushima. It was so like, it, like it was pretty realistic, I gotta say. And a lot, I heard that a lot of people from Japan were like amazed by how close it was to like what Tsushima's actually like back then and all that stuff. And I just love samurai stuff. Like I love Seven Samurai. That movie's awesome. Uh, Kurosawa movies, um, anything 
like oh in my favorite movie the last samurai like my favorite samurai movie was uh tom cruise that's awesome so hopefully they i i hope they don't take it as like oh it's a it's a video game movie i hope they take it and just make a realistic samurai movie based on the game story like not like focus on the fact that it's video game that's what i think um i know nick didn't play it but i i hope he's got some point of view on it like you love the john wick films right yeah i mean like if like the director i'm not going to say his name because i'm going to butcher it but i'll just say chad if he can make movies like john wick i mean like this is and he's got a lot to work with and like from what you said the game was really fun yeah so, i mean game. i love decapitating people i know that sounds bad but it's yeah it's fun the <laughs> one thing fun. that i do know about this game and it always stands out to me every time i see the name it was like so it showed like a picture of the game and how beautiful it looked and like how many gigabytes it wasn't like a lot like it was like a normal kind of game and then it switched over to call of duty which is obviously not as high quality as this and it was like three times the amount of gigabytes for that game and i was like how does that make any sense and they have it's a beautiful game like it's so beautiful they have so many particles going around like leaves and stuff in the air and like the oh the way the grass oh it's beautiful i gave it to my friend frank park i don't know if he played a lot of it um but yeah it he knows exactly what i'm talking about if you play ghost of tsushima it's a beautiful game uh just look up images on um like google images or whatever the hell and you'll see a bunch of like photo mode taking stuff and it, it's just gorgeous and only for 30 gigabytes it's it's awesome so yeah yeah uh you got your last story or we- yeah this is my last one this is more of like a rumor i guess or unless it was confirmed now i'm not totally sure but i'll say it's a rumor until it's for sure but uh andrew garfield's stunt double uh was potentially on the set of no way home the new spider-man film which is like hold on like we've been told many times that there's no spider-verse in spider-man 3 but there's always rumors um yeah that's crazy um sorry if i cut you off there no no go ahead yeah uh, but yeah, I I saw this rumor. I put it on the list. It was on Twitter. Oh, I don't know how long ago. I think maybe Sunday, last Sunday. Um, it was getting a lot of views and likes and all that stuff. Um, but it's very, like, from what I read on the Twitter feed, it's from a substantiated source um, that's gotten things right in the past. So hopefully this is true and we get the Spider-Verse movie. Even if it's just like they hint at it at the very end, you see Toby and Andrew and you're like, holy shit. Or if they go full in and it's like the whole movie's about different universes. You kind of think it is because they already brought like Jamie Foxx and- uh, Yeah, like how, how would that make any sense if the other guys weren't in it? Oh my God, I'm going to fuck up his name, but the guy that plays Dr. Octopus- Alfred like Andrew, Molina. Alfred, Alfred Lamina, Molina, there you go. I was going to say Andrew, what? i know my shit Uh, don't judge me uh so yeah (laughs) now we're gonna move on to a little bit of a sadder part of the show there was a lot of people passing away this past week um and you know it sucks but we got to talk about it because these guys should be remembered you know um so we got uh dexter and designing woman actor richard gilliland i'm sorry if i pictured that there's two eyes there it's messing me up um he i don't know how he passed away or how old he was i just got that off of uh twitter so that's pretty sad but we're we pray and hope that his family is all good um 
And then we got Craig Mums Grant from Oz and Luke Cage dies at 52. That's tragic. Such a young age uh, to, to go. Um, yeah. And then we have uh, Goldberg star George Seagal has passed away at the age of 87. He was an awesome actor. I knew him more than the other guys. He, uh, he's done lots of stuff. Um, but I especially loved him in Goldberg's. He was a great pops, um, great character, always there for his grandson and always being hilarious, that type of thing. And then we have Jessica Walter who passed away at the age of 80. I know for a fact that she passed away in her sleep and I'm a big fan of hers. I loved her in Archer and Arrested Development, mainly Archer. She's like by far my favorite character in that show. She makes it so great. So it's, it's a big loss. We hope all those people and their families are doing well. And uh, yeah, okay. So Nick's gonna do our new segment. He's gonna start it off. It's called the pulp pop culture segment. He's gonna talk about uh, something that you may have not heard of or not tried or you know, just something to learn about. So I'll let him take over here and okay. I'll give my thoughts on it after. Okay, so this is a pretty recent show and I wasn't sure if I was gonna give it a chance even though like I love the characters and it's called Superman and Lois, the new uh, CW show. And I'll be honest, after only watching five episodes, I love this show so much. I like, oh my gosh, the actors, they're doing such a great job. Like the way, like to start it off, like I found it quite interesting how Superman has two sons because normally he only has one. But like the way the two sons work, it's kind of interesting because uh, I, won't, I guess I'll kind of spoil it a little bit here. But one son has like semi superpowers and obviously the other one doesn't. Yet it feels like, the other son is more of a hero, like, like in his heart, I guess you could say that's kind of getting a little deep with the show, but it's very interesting how they have that kind of dynamic between the two and like showing their lives in Smallville and like Tyler Hoshlin, I probably butchered the name. Sorry. He, he brings a really good adaptation to Superman. Like, cause not like, obviously he's Superman first, but in this show, it's kind of like they're taking him and putting him in more of a father role rather than Superman and having to like balance them kind of showing him using his powers, just like in smaller settings, like listening to his boys at school, if they're in trouble or like just farming or doing what he normally does, like when he's not being Superman. And I, I really enjoy that part of the show. And uh, what else do I got here? Uh, the way they have Lex Luthor from a different universe. I thought that was like, that was pretty interesting. Like, I'm not really sure if he was mentioned in other CW shows. Cause I know they had that whole big crossover event and stuff, but I think it's really cool how he's trying to hunt Superman. And like, he was actually spoiler warning. He was actually like married to Lois in the other universe. So that gives him another reason to not like Superman among like oh, wow. the other reasons. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't watched the show. That's crazy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. And um, so they obviously got him as the main bad guy, which is really cool. And then they have like, well, I guess they kind of have two main bad guys, like the super people that are being created. I didn't really, I've never really heard about that in a Superman setting where he's fighting people like humans that are getting his abilities. And I'm not sure I might've missed it or they haven't mentioned it, how they're actually giving them the abilities. I know it has something to do with like Krypton, kryptonite and stuff like that. But I find that very interesting how, they have like certain abilities, like the, the one character had super strength and that was it. And then the next has like laser vision and then the other one can fly. And like, it was really interesting how they kind of had separate abilities, but not all of Superman's abilities. I thought that was pretty cool. 
uh, obviously Tyler Hoshlin and Elizabeth Tuloch. I'm gonna, I butchered probably both of those. Um, they have great chemistry, like together as Superman and Lois. Like they do a really good job, and like I, I find it very, I'm very invested into the relationship. Um, yeah. and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, I'm a well, huge fan with only five episodes out. It sounds awesome. I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't love all the CW shows. I feel like they're kind of throwaway stuff. So when this came out, I don't have cable at the moment, just streaming services. So I don't, you know, I can't really watch it, but I'll try to somehow find a way to get it. Um, but yeah, I saw on Twitter how many people were so surprised with his portrayal of Superman, exactly what Nick said. He really likes it. A lot of people do because everybody wants a wholesome Superman. And I think they could get that out of Henry Cavill, but they haven't really touched that spot in the Zack Snyder verse. Uh, but I think they could if they get a Man of Steel sequel or Justice League sequel or something like that, the more wholesome type of Superman. But yeah, like if they get it in the show and people get their fix, that's great, you know? So yeah, yeah. sounds like a great show. Okay, I'm going to move on to my topic. And I'm very passionate about this topic because I've loved this comic book for since I was like 13. Um, so yeah, it's it's a Spider-Man book. It's called Spider-Man Reign. It's a four-issue limited series. And it's kind of based on um, the Dark Knight Returns. And that's what that's the book that made Batman cool again because Batman was like kind of cool, but like they made him really dark, like the Dark Knight, essentially. Um, Batman kills people. Basically what Ben Affleck is in Batman versus Superman. They really took the Dark Knight stuff and put it in that movie. Um, so yeah, it's a darker version of Spider-Man. More uh, where he's it's set 30 years into the future on Earth 70237, and it features a retired Spider-Man who returns to combat the injustices of a vastly different New York. Um, so basically, New York is the new mayor is kind of it's dystopian essentially, and uh, he's got this police force called the Rain that have taken over the city. Um, there's no more superpowered villains or heroes. That's completely outlawed. No masks, um, that type of thing. Kind of crazy for our time too. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very dark, and I really want to get into it. So uh, this, uh, so and, it, and it's not canon, so that makes it okay. Um, if this was an actual like in canon Spider-Man book, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about it, because it's yeah. So it gave the writer Carrie Andrews the ability to explore more tired and uncaring Spider-Man. You can even call the Spider-Man insane. He uh, sees MJ. She's dead in this universe. Um, he sees her all the time. He's constantly talking to her. She doesn't respond because she's just a hallucination. Um, it's very, very sad. Uh, Peter Parker's fallen on extremely hard times. He doesn't have a job. He's, he's like 60 years old. Maybe he looks like 60 years old. He kind of looks like Andrew Garfield if he was older uh, in the comic book. But uh, so he, they needed, and he completely blames himself for MJ's death, which we will get into a little later here in, in my talk. So he hallucinates a lot more people like Uncle Ben and Aunt May and bas- basically just all the important people in, in his life. It's almost like he has some sort of split personality because when he becomes Spider-Man in the book, he reverts from depressed Peter Parker into like a quippy, fun neighborhood Spider-Man type thing we all know and love. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And I posted something uh, about it and showing a couple panels where he, when he first dons the suit again, he's like, 
he they basically blow up his apartment with an RPG and somehow he has the suit under his clothes and he somehow gets the mask on his face without even realizing it and he's jumping out of the apartment and it's just so badass and there's like this whole crowd outside because they found out where he lived of people that want to see Spider-Man again and he ends up getting this huge fight with all the police the, the rain or whatever the hell it's just epic like it's crazy awesome and um yeah so i'm gonna get into some points that make it not necessarily child friendly uh so spider-man legit kills his villains in this book he does not care anymore which is a big thing for spider-man he's got a no kill rule um so it's very much like the dark knight returns where uh they're just killing off everybody they don't they don't care uh this is why i would say that spider-man is at the end of his rope from being isolated for years before this story even begins and he just doesn't care anymore which i thought was pretty cool um he it's it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler but he kills electro and hydro man uh really quickly and he's like don't you guys know that electricity and uh water don't mix he just kicked electro right into hydro man <laughs> um it was funny um it, it it's played for laughs but it's still pretty dark um but yeah the other part of this book that i thought was crazy when i read it in 2013 is they kill children on panel so uh nothing really gory it's just it, it's a it's a little like it's it's pretty bad uh, just somewhat shocking uh the biggest example of this is a kid gets stabbed in the back by craven and like craven lifts him over his head the kid's pretty tiny i don't know he might be like 12 or something at the time they don't really explain ages in the book and he's just got a knife like through his chest and like not breaking through his shirt so it's it's not like super like bloody or anything um but yeah that was crazy and then they um they also show uh, a surprise character who i won't spoil eats a baby and its mother which yeah pretty fucked up <laughs> and uh yeah so now I'm going to get into a little bit more of what happened with the book because it's pretty crazy. Um, so when it originally came out, there was a lot of controversy surrounding this four issue limited series because the first issue showed Spider-Man old, old man genitalia for the first time ever. So yeah, I didn't personally see it in my copy of the book. Uh, it's a hardcover. So they removed the panel. They have the same panel, just no, no dick, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's pretty, so uh so i don't know about this until i started researching so marvel came up with the idea of nudity in superhero books and years later we get a batman dick on panel as well i don't know a couple of years ago there's this batman dan book everybody was freaking out because you got to see batman's dick um and they reprinted it and made it really rare and now it's like worth 50 bucks or something i don't know so i guess you could say that marvel and dc constantly rip off each other and uh even though this book came out in 2006 so it's a lot older i'm surprised it took dc so long to you know get on the the dick train so um, anyway uh so this is my last point and i want to talk about what i thought was the most interesting plot point i know it's a spoiler but whatever that made logical sense how they killed mj off so if you're familiar with spider-man his girl his first girlfriend gwen stacy was killed by the green goblin when she was thrown off a bridge and Spider-Man tried to save her by whipping a web to catch her leg and then it snapped her, snapped her neck due to the force of the fall. So Karen Andrews had to come up with a way for Peter to completely blame himself for MJ's death. That wasn't just, you know, another supervillain killing her, you know? 
So they thought of the, what he thought of was totally logical with, within the Marvel Universe. So the way they explained it is basically MJ dies from exposure to Spider-Man. So if you know the classic like 1950s Spider-Man song, and they kind of showed it in the first Spider-Man film with like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, is whatever, or Spider-Can type shit. Um, they they uh, talk about having radioactive blood. So basically, if he's radioactive and she's around him a lot, that's going to cause some issues. So she got riddled with cancer. And this is why people... This is why I, I wanted to talk about the book because I watched a YouTube video ago, like a long time ago talking about the worst thing Spider-Man has ever done. And this is it because he, in the book, he says that uh, if every, if his blood's radioactive, everything's radioactive. You know what I'm saying? So he said that basically by loving him, she was killed. Um, so it's super sad, but kind of gross if you get my meaning. Uh, <laughs> So I understand the criticism, but I've read many people calling it one of the worst Spider-Man stories, which I think is totally wrong. Uh, I absolutely love this book, and I think more people should give it a shot and see if they like it themselves. Yes, I spoiled one plot point, but it's not a whole message. It's not the whole message of the book. I'm just trying to get across. And if you guys want to check this out, you can probably go by uh, comic book stores with back issues. Uh, I, if you don't know what back issues are, it's any issue that came out before this week of new issues came out um yeah so and then if you don't want to go searching for it there is an app comiXology where you can get it for 6.99 that's really cheap it's digitally you have it forever and you can just read it it's an awesome book i think you guys should give it a shot and yeah we're gonna move on to our falcon and winter soldier review why don't you uh start it off Nick? all right yeah you're that honestly just listening to that that i kind of want to read that now that spider-man issue but we'll save that for another day um we're going to go with the news, right, first, and then we'll review the uh, episode, too? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, Cap is not back. Marvel fans roast John Walker with uh, not my Cap after the new Captain America is revealed. And I completely get that, right? Like, especially after the whole, like, endgame, having a happy ending, seeing Sam or thinking Sam is going to be Captain America, and then seeing this, this guy <laughs> in a bootleg suit holding a shield. It was definitely, like... A shock but it, like we knew he was going to be in the show so like i wasn't surprised when i saw him yeah i totally agree so uh yeah and i totally understand not my cap thing when you look at Wyatt russell i don't know why he's a great actor i'm not hating on him or anything but he's got a real punchable face you know like he's just got this, <laughs> like i don't like for some reason you get that from his appearance in goon the last enforcer he's a total dick in that movie he's gonna be a total dick in this show <laughs> like you know <laughs> he just plays good dicks. He was a dick in 22 Jump Street, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next point. So uh, I'll say this one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier star Wyatt Russell, who I was just talking about, who plays John Walker Cap, says nobody can play Cat's America like Chris Evans can. He's perfect. Um, totally agree with that. I like his humbleness. He's not like, fuck you guys, I'm Cap now. Uh, that would have been pretty funny if he did do that. That would be way more of a us agent type <laughs> it, fit, thing. it would fit with the story for sure it would fit with the story for sure yeah um uh, to add to that i did hear something just before we started this that apparently wyatt russell he actually auditioned for the role of captain america like originally i did see that too and that was right before he started acting i think that was his first audition ever like how funny correctly. is that now he's playing bootleg cap yeah that's crazy it's just like how john krasinski was gonna be you know yeah <laughs> Captain America, and 
now he's probably going to be in the MCU. We're hoping for Mr. Fantastic, but we're not sure. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe at some point he'll just show up. But yeah. Um, sweet. Yeah, and then apparently Wyatt Russell also said that his suit was very stiff and painful, which I'm like, okay. I don't That's know kind why. of weird. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to bring up, but whatever. Uh, what do you, what else we got, Nick? Um, I I hadn't read this one, but all the this is a quote from Mal, uh, Malcolm Spellman. He says, "All the villains in the series believe they're heroes." And I now after reading that, like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Like, as Zemo the, thinks he's a hero, like, yeah, like they all think they're doing the right thing. But yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting. So. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the most watched Disney Plus premiere ever. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew it was going to It's just like we know how big WandaVision is. This is bigger. Uh, yeah. I love Wanda. No hate on it whatsoever, but that's exactly what I wanted. I want more Bucky. I want more Falcon. I want that spy, badass fight scene type of shit constantly, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what's the next one, Nick? uh what do we got here uh disney plus adds a content warning to marvel's falcon and the winter soldier for violence in light of recent world uh real world real world tragic events i didn't know about that actually do you want to go a little more in depth on that i'll go we know about the asian hate crimes and the shootings in boulder uh recently that those are terrible tragedies um and i don't know if the show is going to tackle terrorism the same way uh so maybe that's why the warning went out because the flag smashers i don't know if they're going to be doing stuff that is if they think they're heroes they wouldn't kill innocent people but we don't we don't know what they're going to do so if they put that that up that might just be warning people that it might be if you're a little sensitive to the issue it might not be the greatest show to watch for it but i still think people can get past that in just because it's fictional um but yeah totally total tragedies hope every everyone's families are okay and yeah so i'm gonna go on this last point uh, a little lighter sebastian Sands says falcon the winter soldier's record-breaking debut was a relief um <laughs> the guy must have had felt a lot of, like these guys must feel a lot of pressure to to you know give the fans what they want <laughs> if they like somehow fuck up they're gonna feel terrible so i totally understand this i thought that was really cool that he came out and said that um so yeah what do you think Nick? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them, right? Like, like WandaVision was huge, so like the the bar is up there, and I'm sure yeah, they exactly. want it to be just as good or even better. And I mean, of course. like in terms of obviously, like you said, the premiere, it it passed it, so that he was probably pretty happy. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So let's actually get into the review. Okay, I'm gonna let Nick start off, say his thoughts. Oh man, okay. Uh, another 10 out of 10 episode i i would even say it was better than the first episode obviously because we got a little more yeah but oh my gosh just like the way like you get to see bucky and sam together like there's no time wasted it's like boom they're together i like that a lot and then to see them like immediately kind of jump into action with going to find the flag smashers and like kind of investigating and like all the little callbacks kind of like talking about his time in Wakanda. I know, I think they said that in the first one as well, but when he called him uh, the white Panther and he said, no, oh, it's yeah. actually the white wolf. I thought that was pretty cool. Cause like, yeah. I only heard uh, T'Challa, like Chadwick Boseman uh, call him that and, or yeah. sorry, and Shuri. So Shuri. I didn't know that everybody else knew about that or sorry. It's... I didn't think he would say it again. I thought that was like their own little thing. Yeah. That it was in his own little corner. 
type thing t- tied up nice and in a bow type shit. Um, yeah, I think it was great. I also think Wyatt Russell's like actual debut, like they showed him at the end there, the actual debut was good. Um, I think the character just wants to be um, the best Captain America he can be. He says that in the show. Um, he, he gives me the feeling that he is very much U.S. agent because U.S. agent was trying to always be Captain America, but he always comes off as a dick in the comic books. Um, he's a little bit more, I'm not, I think that's what they're going to show later on. He's a little more brutal. He's a little more like he's willing, like Captain America killed people in the MCU. He did. Um, but he didn't brutalize them. And I think that's, what's going to happen. I think in the thing, I'm just, this is what I hope happens is this is how Sam gets it. Uh, Wyatt Russell somehow, let's just say, takes it a little too far with going against the Flake Smashers or Baron Zemo or whatever. And uh, it gets noticed by the American people and they don't want him to be Captain America more. And that's how Sam gets back. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if Nick agrees with me. I'm just- I mean, that would make sense. Like he's obviously, he's not going to give it up. He's got to do something <laughs> along those lines that's going to get him like make him give up the mantle yeah exactly or or they do the captain america corpse thing i know there's only one shield but they could work that out um plus you know you did send me uh, a little thing about uh toys leaking (laughs) falcons captain america suit yeah so i'm like we know it's gonna happen in the show it's just like we're wondering how it's gonna happen so i think that's how it's gonna go i'm not totally sure but i thought his introduction was good and then when Bucky and Sam just totally rejected him and did not want to work with him and did not want to do anything, that's when he kind of showed his his dickness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like his true colors, like deep down, well, he's not, like, okay. Well, not like true colors, but kind of like, he's like, you're treating me like shit. I'm going to treat you like shit. That's kind of his thing. You never take the high roll, road. Yeah, that's actually that true. That many yeah. times over. Um, yeah, he, he would totally be like, fuck you guys type thing when he did that like if they treated him that long that long enough um yeah so i thought that was cool but the main thing i want to talk about is carl lumbly okay yeah, so we had awesome. a black super soldier in the 50s okay they said 51 at least um he was sent in, in after winter soldier and they had a big fight and he beat winter soldier and took part of his arm so i want to see that i want a flashback like right now they should have shown that <laughs> um and they showed carl lumbly i love carl lumbly he is awesome if you don't know who he is he's been in like 117 things as an actor he's all over the place what the most recent thing that i liked most out of all his work is dr sleep a great sequel to the the shining i know people a lot of people love it a lot of people kind of don't like it i don't know why i thought it was great uh, he plays Scatman Brothers character, um, Dick, Dick something. I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, he played that character perfectly in that show, and he played the character of Isaiah in this show perfectly as well. Uh, he was very upset um, because apparently the government locked him away for 30 plus years and stole his life because he was a super soldier and took his blood and did, ran a bunch of tests and all that stuff to like try to replicate it and it sounded like a horrible thing um so i want to see more of his character i hope they show him more in the show they also introduced his grandson i think it's his grandson if it's his son that might be a little weird uh, <laughs> 
Patriot. I don't remember Patriot's actual name. From the I, I'm not a big. I forgot young, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Young Adventure guy. Um, I have read books where they showed the Young Avengers off by themselves doing stuff. I've never read a Young Avenger book. I I know that's bad. I should get on that. Um, but they are setting up Young Avengers so bad in the MCU. So you got Patriot. You got Cassie Lang. I forget what she, what her superhero name is, which is uh, Scott Lang's daughter, Ant-Man. Um, and then you got uh, uh, Scarlet Witch's kids. Uh, Speed and come- Wiccan. Yeah, Wiccan. And then, of course, who, who was the third? Uh, the fourth. I'm forgetting there was another. Oh, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. She's coming around. So now all they need is like Hulkling. And there you go, man. There's Young Avengers. And we already have Skrulls. So half Kree, half Skrull guy. Hulkling shows up. That would be sweet. Um, maybe he'll show up in Captain Marvel. Who knows? Um, I'm not I'm not saying that's actually happening. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that that's like the only uh, thing coming out with Skrulls. I guess Secret Invasion, but that's all farther down the line. Um, maybe he'll show up. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not like totally sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, also, Nick, what did you think about the power broker? They, I think that's so interesting. Like I, yeah. I heard a bunch of theories about him and like how he was in, like his name was in the end credits, but he's obviously going to play a huge role in what I think, like this is not confirmed or anything, obviously, but I think he's probably going to give uh u.s agent and what was his buddy's uh name what did he call himself it was like Battlestar. Battlestar. that's what it was they're most likely going to get some sort of super soldier uh serum just because like based off their one encounter with the uh flag smashers like they had they didn't stand a chance yeah no they didn't and i thought that fight scene was amazing that fight scene was great uh the comedy in it everything they just worked out well um i also thought that um i talked about the power broker i'll I'll let you know what he is exactly his name is pretty much what he is he gives out superpowers that's his thing and this i'm not saying he's going to be able to give out like cool superpowers he's got like super soldiers here that's all we know um but what i expect is that the uh, flag smashers either didn't pay him or stole that stuff and those vaccines that they're moving aren't really vaccines you know you know what i'm saying yeah they are probably soldier, super soldier serum and uh if they're gonna get more people in on their cause because they really made them out to to look like they're they're bad guys in the show but they almost like looking at them they, they're like normal people who just want a better world but in kind of the wrong way like what they were saying is one world one people i'm like that makes sense but why do you want to go back to where the blip was like was it because all nations were together i don't i don't quite understand the whole thing i hope they get into it a little more but they seem like they're very driven people that want like a peaceful world but they're taking harsh like violence to do that i don't quite understand it um yeah but yeah the power broker basically gives that power he's trying to get those super serums super soldier serums back um that's what I think is happening. I do not know how Baron Zemo's coming into this. They showed him at the very end, and it killed me, man. It fucking killed me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted to see him so bad, and they show him for a split second, and then he's gone. And I'm like, he's still in prison? Like, come on, how is he going to get out? Is he going to team up 
with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Is that what's going to happen? Are we going to have a team up and then he's going to turn on them? Yeah, and like he, they probably gonna... like bring him out to like get some information or like help him get out of jail or something. And then he just says, okay, <laughs> see ya. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I I can't get over how much I love this show. I tried to watch it last night at 1 a.m. Disney Plus crashed on me multiple times, um, which sucks. So I watched it in the morning as as quickly as I could. And uh, I thought it was like, it was like the best. That, that and Suicide Squad was like the best part of my day. Like, honestly, um, I can't wait for the next episode. Um, I can't really think of any more thoughts. I'm going to give it to Nick. Hopefully he's got some more shit to talk about, about the show. Maybe I'll give my point of view on it, but what else do you think, man? Uh, okay. Honestly, like, uh, Isaiah Bradley, like I thought that was so cool to see him in there. Cause I know he's a really cool character. And just like, I noticed when Sam was like him and Bucky were walking away from the house, Sam kind of turned, looked at the house, like almost like to remember where it was. And I feel like that's going to be, or Isaiah Bradley is going to be a huge part in him deciding to become Captain America. Yeah. And like, there's definitely going to have like a moment of some kind, which is going to be really cool. And maybe he'll kind of like tell him his whole story and that's when the flashbacks will happen. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I also, I, I don't know this for sure. So I uh, follow this guy task on Twitter. He's a pretty sweet guy. He does a lot of comic book nerdy stuff. He talks about a lot of stuff. He gets in a lot of arguments with people. If you're up, want to, read some arguments there you go uh he posted that everybody should be reading a comic book called truth by marvel and i think that's the character that uh isaiah bradley is based off of truth i'm not totally sure do not quote me on that i'm not like a like i know a lot of marvel stuff but there are comic books i haven't read it's not like i've read everything um so yeah i think that they're basing it off this truth uh comic book isaiah bradley's uh thing and uh I kind of want to go check it out now. I want to see if it's on like some, like on Hoopla or on Comixology, or maybe I can find it at the comic book store. Who knows? Um, I do want to check it out now because hearing him go up against Winter Soldier, if they did that in a comic book, I'd totally, watch, like, totally read that too and watch that if that was in the show. That, that would that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah. And Oh yeah, I think that's honestly all we got for today. This was, to me, it, it was definitely a longer episode. Yeah, like it felt a lot longer. I know that we might have dragged on a little bit on the pop culture topic. We might change it up a bit, maybe get both of us talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. asking questions, because yeah. I don't know if that went that great. It, it was okay. Um, but yeah, we might even take it out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll do like its own kind of thing. Maybe an epi- we'll end an episode with pop culture. Well, we'll try some stuff out. Some stuff out. Thanks for like listening to us, guys. It's awesome that we got so many listeners um yeah and thank you for bearing with us because it's all new we do not know what we're doing we're trying our best so uh, <laughs> yeah and thanks uh, for sticking with us feel free to follow us on twitter instagram uh instagram is superfans into the multiverse and twitter is superfans into m so feel free to follow us on there we post a lot on twitter instagram is more of when our shows go up same with twitter as well but we're more yeah. active on twitter so thanks guys yeah bye